But we're in the book of Acts, and the book of Acts is all about victory no matter what we're going through in our life, what's going on in our world, what's going on. We have victory no matter what because of our faith in Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what it's all about. doesn't matter if things are going great, doesn't matter if things are going not great, doesn't matter what's going on, we can still live in that victory through Jesus Christ and the power of his Holy Spirit. And the title for today, we're going to need it for today, because the title for today is The World's, I know you're going to, I don't, don't anybody get me leave, but The World's Satanic Strategy to Silence Christians, to Silence Christians. Acts 16:35 to 17:9 will be going through. So, uh, it's, it's a pretty wild one. Uh, <clears throat> Laurel, so Laurel wants a, a pet snake. My Laurel, she's obsessed with a pet snake. All right, all she talks about. She has the aquarium set up. It's in my office. If you go by, you see an aquarium. That's the pet snake uh, is going to be living there. She, we hunt it daily, every day, every day. Can we go hunt for the pet snakes? Uh, so you know, she just really wants this pet snake. So this week. We're out walking, and all of a sudden she started screaming and running, screaming and running, crying hysterically. I'm like, what happened? She goes, I just, I just saw a worm on the sidewalk. <laughs> I, I said, Laurel, that's like a little baby snake. You know, you want this snake, but you're terrified of a little worm. That's just like a little baby snake. And I was trying to process whether you might not want a real snake if you're afraid of a worm, you know. And uh, and then I showed her, you can pick them up. They don't have teeth again or you blah, 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 you know. So, uh, but no, no, she still wants a snake. So we're trying to find a baby garter snake, keeping our eyes peeled for a baby garter snake, right? But I don't like snakes. I don't like snakes. I'm not like Indiana Jones afraid of them, freaking out. I hate snakes. I'm not like that, but, but I, but I don't like them. Although, uh, on the farm, they were kind of fun. They were everywhere on the farm. You would pick up a, a you know, a board and there'd be this giant, you know, snake underneath, uh, milk snakes and, uh, what's the other one that we used to, king snakes, king snakes? Yeah, these big giant snakes on the farm. Or they'd be in the basement, the, the the cellar we call it, and they'd be crawling out of the cellar because we have the primitive cellars, and they just keep crawling and crawling, just kept going. It's crazy how long they were. Uh, and also, when my dad would bale hay, sometimes he'd scoop up the snakes and they'd get stuck in the bale and we'd go to pick up a bale of hay and there'd be a snake in the bale alive still like hissing at us <laughs> oh no you know, they're everywhere they were fun we'd catch them and throw them in the pond they'd swim you know they, they snakes can swim well so they were they were fun but i still don't like snakes what i didn't like though is how they caught their prey and then they would squeeze it and, and, you know, weaken it, and then they would swallow it, you know, that little by alive. We swallow it alive. That really bothered me. I don't know if it bothers anybody else, but it always bothered me. It just seemed kind of mean, you know? And they just kept swallowing it gradually while it's alive, trying to get out. And it was, it was, it was, they, they swallowed it slowly, gradually, and grossly, you know, the, the snake spit and all that, right? But sometimes the prey would escape. They would escape and uh, and they would fight their way out and get away and hop, the frog would hop away, get away. Sometimes the, 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 the prey was too big and the snake couldn't quite get it down. They would start to choke on it and they'd spit it back out and then they'd run away. You know, we'd see that happen too. Um, they'd spit it out. Or even sometimes if a snake swallows something too big, it does what? 
It'll die. It kills the snake. Sometimes they swallow something too big. And their eyes are bigger than their stomach. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. I'm going to bring up an example of that later on. Their eyes are too big for their stomachs. And uh, we're going to see this same thing in Acts today that Satan and the world is trying to swallow us. Satan and the world is trying to swallow us. And we must fight. Just like that prey, we must fight. The last time we talked about living out uh, resurrection power. Okay, we talked about living out our resurrection power last time and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we talked about that. But if we do this, don't expect the world to applause. No, no, no. There'll be increasing attacks as we live out resurrection power. Increasing attacks from Satan and the world increasing. They won't tolerate us, remember? Because they're actually afraid of us. The world is afraid of resurrection power. It's very unsettling to them. They they can't they can't handle that, okay? So we're gonna see in Acts we're gonna see this very thing in Acts sixteen and seventeen. We're gonna see this very thing in Acts sixteen and seventeen that nothing we're gonna see that nothing has changed. Nothing has changed in the last two thousand years. Wait till we see what happens here. Wait till we see. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the worship. Thank you for everybody's here. What you're doing in and through our lives, Lord. The, the, the amazing things that you're doing. Even in the midst of our severe trials, you do amazing things. And you bring us through it. Lord, we pray that we pray that we would now... If anybody here has never put their faith in Jesus, today would be that day on this communion Sunday as we prepare for communion and through the word. But also, Lord... If uh, if no matter what we're going through, we will draw closer to Jesus and, 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 and live in the Spirit's power. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Acts. Okay, now we we saw uh, the last time, because I'm going to review, because I'm going to apply this. We saw last time the first attack used to stop the gospel. We're going to look at three different attacks, and I came up with three Ps. I had to work at it, but three Ps to attack the gospel, to silence Christians, uh, what, what Satan and the world uses. And the last time we saw, we saw something that happened. Remember Paul and Silas in prison? Okay? And they were beaten and attacked. And what P do we want to use for that one? Uh, prison would be a good one. I didn't think of that. I used uh, another P. Per- Perseverance, another, oh, God, so I, I need you guys to help me. I am fighting my, I'm using persecution, but if you want to use prison, you want to use per, perseverance, but, uh, persecution, I use, and just real quick review on last time, Acts 16, 22, the crowd joined in the attack against, this is they cast out a demon out of somebody. Talk about resurrection power, right? Out of the slave girl. The crowd joined in the attack of Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. This is, they show resurrection power, casting the demon out, and what reward do they get? They're beaten and, and put in the prison, right? Severely beaten. But uh, Satan, that is always, persecution is always Satan's number one option. Option number one, his first go-to, the world's first go-to is to attack. But it didn't work. It didn't work. In fact, it had the opposite effect. It had the opposite effect. In verses 25 to 31, look at the opposite effect of what they intended. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Remember this? 
Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up. The jailer woke up. <clears throat> and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked them, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And that's exactly what happened. Remember, we saw that the whole family, the jailer and his whole family became Christians. Awesome, powerful story. So persecution usually backfires. It usually backfires. The blood of the martyr is the seed of the church. That's a, the, the saying throughout history. But Satan kept trying. He intensified persecutions all throughout the book of Acts, all the way through the early church for the first 300 years. There was intense Roman persecution. The church, But the church was on fire, literally, <laughs> on fire in more ways than one. They remember to use them for human candles. Uh, it's just crazy. But Finally, Satan knew he couldn't beat him. It was just spreading the church out. And so he went to plan B. If you can't beat him, join him. And sadly, that worked. Uh, Rome infiltrated, the Romans infiltrated God's holy church. Uh, Sadly, that worked. But Satan still, even though it didn't work, doesn't usually work, Satan still uses persecution as his number one go-to. The world uses it as their first option. They attack first. That's what they use. Because sometimes Christians cave in. Sometimes churches do cave in. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes they shut down their worship services because the government says it's not safe. Even though casinos are still open, even though the riots, I mean, the protests are still going on full stream. There's no problem with that. But the churches have to close because it's not safe. Uh, you know, I'm being facetious here, right? Uh, but, but making a point here, I'm hoping we learn from our mistakes in America. The church in America learns from its mistakes. We uh, get ready for real persecution. This wasn't even real persecution, and the church caved in all over the country, right? But we've got to be ready for real persecution. We have to be ready to make Satan pay for our blood with the blood of the Lamb. In Revelation 12:11, it says this. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. That's what overcomes Satan is the blood of the lamb. They overcame and we have to we have to make them pay. We have to make the world make Satan pay. We're going to talk about more about that later on. It's happening all over the world today. There's intense persecution and, and it's, it's resulting in incredible gospel witness. But the persecution, the martyrdom is all just inc- mind boggling. I'm sure you see it on the news every day. Uh, I hope you're reading Voice of the Martyrs and, you know, uh, the Open Door Ministries and ministries like that. It's crazy what's going on. And, uh, it, and it will be here soon. It's just going to take a spark. The hate is there. The hate, uh, the, the, the anger is there. It's going to take a spark, just like we saw with the, uh, I mean, the protests, just like we saw with those. Uh, it's just a spark. Something's going to spark it. And, and it's going to happen here. Uh, but persecution didn't work in Acts 16. Uh, so Satan and his minions tried plan B. 
They plan B. They try a different tact as they often do. And this says a lot to us too, because we're going to see all, we see all these in our country today. Plan B, Acts 16, 35 to 40. And uh, I'm going to come up with a P. Well, I'll wait to wait, read it, and then you can come up with a P for me. When it was <clears throat> daylight, the magistrate sent their officers to the jailer with the order, release those men. But Paul said to the officers, they beat us publicly without a trial, even though we are Roman citizens and threw us into prison. And now do they want to get rid of us quietly? No, let them come themselves and escort us out. (laughs) The officers reported this to the magistrates. And when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. After Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house where they met with the brothers and sisters and encouraged them. Then they left. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, the only P I could come up with is please leave. <laughs> please leave. I tried. Anybody got a better one? Give it to me. I'll use it next time. <clears throat> please leave. <clears throat> Pacify. Oh, I like that. I'm going to write that down. Pacify them. Ooh, I, I just, you, I should just, I need help. What was that? Pacify them. That will be on the next time I preach this, uh, 10 years from now when you've forgotten this. All right. So, <clears throat> I like that. It's just like a Western, right? Get out of town by sundown. Right? That's what they're telling them. And just like the cowboy said, you know, the, the hero cowboy says, I'll leave when I'm good and ready, right? John Wayne, right? I'll leave when I'm good and ready. They didn't sue, but they sure scared them, right? Because they could have been in big trouble with Rome for for breaking this law. And then they didn't sue, but they they took their time leaving, didn't they? they? They made a point here. But we see their whole goal. What was the whole goal of the 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 world here? Satan's strategy here, the whole goal was to get them out, the Christians, out of sight and out of mind. Pacifying and please leave, right? They want to get, they want them out of sight, out of mind. Remember when we started our church and everybody's attacking us and they don't want us to use the school and they don't want us to be in New Hope. And I remember this pastor came to me, I was with a group, group, some people from our church, and this pastor from one of the local apostate churches came up to me and said, well, I've got a great idea. I know you don't have a place to go if, you know, cause you probably shouldn't use the school cause we're never gonna, people will never stop protesting. So what I found, I heard a, a great place in, uh, this theater, and he named a theater in Doylestown. And I, and, and I was like, but we want to be here. And the person who was with me who knew this guy said, uh, that's in Doylestown. That's like a long way from where we want to be. You know, but what did he want? He wanted us to leave. Just wanted to get us out of here. It was crazy. Uh, <clears throat> the, uh, I know there's a, one of the parents here is a Christian parent who went to the school administrator, a principal. And she was telling me the story, how she talked about all the nonsense going on in the school and wanted him to deal with it. Right. And his answer to her was, uh, well, you can move. You can sell your house, move somewhere else, or you can go to a private school. You have other other options here, like like not not teaching kids the demonic garbage they've been teaching, but what, that wasn't even happening. You got like move, right? What, what, what were they saying? Get out of town, move, right? Uh, and <clears throat> that was last year. I just heard that someone just confronted the new uh, a principal, and he said I, we're going to probably give parents a chance to opt out of their kids hearing this. Uh, Stuff and uh, but we'll find out if that's true. We'll get to opt out. We'll find out because the parents are rising up and there's a group forming and we're going to deal with it. But lots are just taking their kids out. 
And that's probably where we're all headed to as, as a serious Christians. There's not much option left because of what the, the demonic teaching, the demonic garbage that they're teaching. It's unbelievable. But, uh, but we see their whole goal is to get rid of, is really censoring. What do they really want to, what do they really want to do in America? They want to delete Jesus, right? That's really the goal. Anything the Bible says, they want to go the opposite way. That's their goal. They do the exact opposite. They want to delete Jesus. They want to delete Christians. They want to delete the Bible. Not just Christianity. All our religions are okay. You notice that? All other, they even teach these other religions in public schools. They're catching them left and right, teaching how they're good and all the good things of them and having them recite <clears throat> spiritual things from these other religions. I'm not going to get in the middle of that right now. <clears throat> but that's their goal. And look, look what big tech is doing. The big tech, it, it, look what they're doing, trying to delete Christians and anything Christian. But look at what the Democratic Party is doing. If you're Democrat, sorry, uh, you know, this is where it's, it's no longer the Democratic Party of before. It, it's become the demonic rat party uh, now. It's, it's just unbelievable. Anything Christian, they go directly against it. And I'm not saying the Republican Party is perfect, not by a long shot. But, but you know, but let's face it, the demonic. The, the I can't even say the demonic party is, is, I can't even say it anymore. The, <clears throat> the media, look what the media is doing. Any lie they can tell, they, 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 they tell it. Alright? They're trying to, to, to block us out what, what, what it's doing. It's just crazy what's going on. Uh, in the, uh, there's something I wanted to say about that. Well, I'll come back to that later. In the USSR, remember back the USSR when there was a USSR? It's gone now, kind of. But, but I remember the persecution they would do with Christians, intense persecution. And this was what the Christians in, in the USSR were saying. I read lots of books on it. Sergei Kurdikov, The Persecutor, great book to read, really good book to read. But they said... The, the communists said, you can worship God all you want. We're not against you worshiping God in your churches. Stay in your churches. Everything is fine. But the moment you step outside of the church and share about Jesus, we're coming for you. You get that? And what do they say in America today? The same thing. We're fine if we just stay in here and quiet and don't put anything online and blah, blah, blah. Right? But, but boy, if you step outside of this circle, we're coming for you. And that's what's happening here. Well, it didn't work. That's, this didn't work here in the book of Acts. It didn't work either. So they went to plan C. And watch plan C, which is pretty close to plan B. Uh, and this is in Acts 17, 1 to 9. You guys can guess. So I got a good one here. You're not going to be improved on this one. But, but anyway, I'm going to read it. First of all, not even Brent. You're not even going to get me on this one, Brent. So, <clears throat> all right. So Acts 17, verse 1. <clears throat> See what, if you can guess my perfect P that I picked. <clears throat> when Paul and his companions had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, and they came to Thessalonica, where there was a Jewish synagogue, as was his custom, Paul went into the synagogue, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that the Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Messiah, he said. Some of the Jews were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a large number of God-fearing Greeks and quite a, a few prominent women. But other Jews were jealous, so they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace, formed a mob, and started a riot in the city. <clears throat> they rushed to Jason's house. 
in search of Paul and Silas in order to bring them out to the crowd. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some other believers before the city officials shouting, These men who have caused trouble all over the world have now come here. And Jake, Jason has welcomed them into his house. They are all defying Caesar's decrees, saying there is another king, one called Jesus. When they heard this, the crowd and the city officials were thrown into turmoil. Then they made Jason and the others post bond and let them go. Let them go. <clears throat> Can you guess my P here? Pandemonium. Pandem- oh, that's a good one, too. That is good. That is good. I'm staying with my perfect propaganda. Propaganda. I, <clears throat> that's what I'm going to focus on. Well, you guys are good at this. i got to put out a email early in the week saying, hey, can anybody help me with this, right? <laughs> All right, so, kind of like a Christian wordle game or something, right? All right, so here we go. All right, so propaganda, they accuse them, first of all, they accuse them of turning the world upside down. What a crazy thing to say to them, right? They were right. That's exactly what they did. That's exactly what the gospel does. That's what we are called to do. The world is now a mess because of sin and, and Satan's power. And, and we're called to flip the switch. We're called to turn the world upside down. That's exactly what our calling. That's what the gospel does. But <clears throat> what I want to focus on is the propaganda part, really. Uh, verses 6 to 7. When they did not find them, they dragged... Jason and some other believers before the city officials shouting, these men who have caused trouble all over the world <clears throat> have now come here and Jason has welcomed them into his house. They are all defying Caesar's decrees, saying there's another king, one called Jesus. The lying hypocrites. You catch that? These lying hypocrites. Sounds like today, doesn't it? All right, wicked, lying hypocrites, just like today. They used the same game with Jesus and Pilate back in John 19, verse 12. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. They're using the same exact game. These hypocrites, these, these, these snakes. They hated Caesar. They hated Rome, right? They hated him. Yet they're inadvertently proclaiming a prophetic truth that Jesus was the king, the king of kings, right? They use this twisted lie, really upset because Jesus, they're, 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 the Jews, the Jew, not many Jews that followed Jesus, you saw that, but the Jews who were jealous, who turned against God, who were, who were false Jews spiritually, they were upset because Jesus was saying he was the Son of God. They called that blasphemy, right? Blasphemy. They were upset about blasphemy because he claimed he was the Son of God. And it was blasphemy, blasphemy unless it was True, which it was, which doesn't means it was not blasphemy. It was true. So they, they couldn't get Jesus on blasphemy with Rome. So they said, let's twist it. And they used this propaganda, these lies, these snakes. They twisted the ap- a- accusation to treason. To treason. They knew that was Rome's hot button. Treason. That's the hot button, right? They knew that, but it was also a 
lie. It wasn't true. Back in John 18, right? We already saw 19, John 18, verse 36. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. He is a king, but not of this world. There's no treason going on and there's no blasphemy going on. He really was the son of God, the king of kings, the king of the universe. All right. But so they but they they all, they used this lie. They knew it was like Jesus never wanted to, to ro- rule the Roman Empire. You know, it's the last thing he wanted. Right. He's going to rule the, the world. And the cosmos, and he's going to come and put everything under his feet someday, right? But Satan and the world still use lies to block the gospel. They still do the same thing. Just like they use persecution, just like they use, what was the other word? Uh, please leave or pacification just like they use that they also still use propaganda they still use propaganda lies to block the gospel from getting out there they 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 don't like what we they don't like what we preach so they block it but they're very sneaky about it very very sneaky look what happened look what just happened with, with musk buying twitter right and the blow up of that i mean so upset and what and what are they saying we have to block free speech to protect democracy they're saying that <laughs> isn't that what democracy is Saying what you want to say and people don't like it, it's okay. We disagree. It's democracy. But this is how twisted the lies are here. It's, it's crazy. And, and now, as soon as Musk is going to apparently buy Twitter, uh, it looks like it's going to happen. All of a sudden, did you see what happened with the conservative Christian sites? They're exploding on Twitter. All of a sudden, instead of having seven followers, 7,000 followers, they have hundreds of thousand followers. And they had them all along. They were being censored. And, and how did they just explode that quickly overnight? They were being censored. It's crazy. I, with our, my sermons, when, during the shutdown, when they were shutting churches, right? I did my sermons and I started putting them on different sites and I'm not going to save them verbally because I'll be, end up being this one blocked, right? Censored. I've had this happen several times. But all, I was shocked. All these people were following on certain sites. Big, lots of people listening to the sermons, listening to the word, excited about it. And then I started doing my Daniel Revelation series. And they were starting to be interjected into the into these sites, uh, every other one. And as soon as that happened... Just all of a sudden started going downhill really quickly until it was only a small number following all of a sudden. And it wasn't just me. I talked to my pastor friends who are faithful preachers. Same thing happened to them. We knew what was going on. We were, we were it's like the, 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 the shadow banning was happening. It was, and I knew it then. I said, they are blocking us. They're not allowing the, our, the distribution of our sermon on these different sites where we've been posting them. They're blocking it. They're keeping it blocked so only those who are really looking for it now can find it. We knew they were shadow banning us. And as soon as they did the Daniel revelation. But there's one thing they cannot silence. What is the one thing they can't silence? Us! They can't silence us. They can't stop us from sharing Jesus Christ face to face. They'll, they cannot stop that. They can't do it. 
even if they put us in the prison, which they're going to do, we're going to have a whole new audience in prison. You know, look at Paul. All kinds of people he led to Christ in his prisons, right? They can't stop us. In the USA, we are seeing a huge, we have seen a huge shift. Christianity is now hated. Christians are hated. And they use all three of these strategies. They're actually afraid of resurrection power. That's what they're afraid of. We scare them. We convict them. We convict them. Our lives convict them. So they're trying to swallow us. They're trying to make us disappear. They're trying to kill our faith. They're using persecution and pleasly pacification and propaganda constantly on on the church. But we have to fight. We have to fight. We cannot, we can't let them cancel Jesus. And we also, very important, can't let them brainwash us. The thing that scares me more than anything is the the number of Christians that are buying it. They're being swallowed. The young people that are going woke, which isn't woke, they're being put to sleep, aren't they? It's shocking. The church Churches, churches that I know, pastors that I know, are, that are being swallowed by the lies. We cannot let ourselves be brainwashed. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Don't be, the, the word for, for conform there means just be squeezed into a mold, like a Play-Doh or clay, grabbed and squeezed. And that's what's happening to so many Christians. They're being squeezed by the world. They look just like the world. They think like the world. They act like the world. And we can't let that happen. Once we do that, we are no longer going to do what we're called to do, and that is to be salt and light. I'll talk about that in a minute. But even if they do persecute us, remember this, even if they persecute us, even if they martyr us, it's going to happen. Jesus warned us over and over, you will be hated by all nations because of me. Every nation, that includes the United States. Sorry. All right? And it doesn't matter what state you move to. Every nation, it's going to happen. There's going to be martyrdom. But but if that happens, we have to make them pay for that. We have to make them pay for that spiritually. And this is what I'm getting at. We have to be their poison pill. We have to, our, our martyrdom, our persecution, our suffering is actually the what God is going to use to defeat Satan and to defeat the world. Uh, Romans, uh, back to Revelation 12, verse, verse 7. I did one verse earlier, but I'm just start with verse 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was not strong enough and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon, that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray, he was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their life so much as to shrink from death. I guess we'll stop there. Uh, did not love their life so much as to shrink from death. Look what defeats Satan are using the blood of Christ. 
and being willing to shed our own blood is what's going to defeat Satan in the book of Revelation. That's going to lead to his, his final defeat. It's going to, that's going to be the poison pill. That's going to be the prey. He thinks he's swallowing us and killing us, but it's going to destroy him. I don't know if you follow what's going on in Florida and the, the Everglades with the pythons. The pythons have escaped and they're breeding and they're going to become these giant pythons. But they're, I, Laurel and I watch these things at night sometimes. But anyway, we, the, the one I like to watch, the pythons, they're finding them at first the alligators were killing the pythons but now the pythons are starting to kill the alligators but what happens is when they swallow them the, and the one of the, the several pictures of one it was, I just was wild this huge python swallowed a huge alligator but after he got it inside the alligator was still alive a little bit and burst through and so so there's this dead giant python floating there and there's a dead alligator inside but his arms and legs are burst through. He, that snake died by killing that alligator. And that's what's going to happen in the book of Revelation. Satan is going to be killing Christians by the millions. But he's really killing himself. He's defeating himself. And that's what we have to remember. Our, our, our response, no matter what is going on, our response, Matthew five thirteen to 16, you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. Uh, go down to verse uh, 14, 15. You are the light of the world. That is our job. No matter how bad it gets, we're to be salt and light. Salt preserves. Salt slows down the decay. Salt you know, stops the rotting from happening. We're to be that. And this country's going to probably keep on rotting. Doesn't look good, right? But we're still called to be salt, to be flavor, to be slow down that rotting. To to That's our job, the preservative. But also a light. The darker it gets, the brighter our light can shine. We're to be the salt and the light. That's our call. And we're to prepare for what is coming. People are always saying, how do I can't prepare? What should I buy? What food should I get? And that's important. We do it. We do it in our church. We collect the food in the back. John Hoff leads that ministry. It's awesome. But prepping is important. But the real preparation, the ultimate preparation. If, listen, if you if you get, there's people down on the floor. We know people that say, I know people on an island. They have these underground cave houses and they got all this food and super yachts. And it's crazy what people are doing to prepare. I know people who are, have friends doing this. It's crazy. It's crazy. They're taking all their money to do that. Even if you do that and you're a Christian, guess what? In the end, it's not going to matter because they're going to come for us. They're going to still arrest us. They're going to still execute us, right? If we don't take the mark of the beast, which I pray to God, nobody takes it. Learn from the mistakes we just made. You can't buy or sell without a mask. You can't buy or sell without a vaccine. You can't buy, you know, you get my point? Learn from this, Christians. Learn from this. Because the next thing is going to be the mark. Learn from this. Alright? <clears throat> and it's going to be real, they're going to sell it real, you know, you know don't you love the, the world? Don't you care? Don't you love your neighbors? Right? Don't you, don't you, you know, you know, you know, aren't you loving? Aren't you, you Christians are supposed to be loving. You should take this chip with a bat, with a, with a tattoo on it, right? Hey, right? uh, learn from the mistakes we have made. Learn from these, okay? All right. And, but but we have to prepare. Revelation thirteen nine and ten said this: He who has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to go into captivity, into captivity he will go. If anyone is to be killed with a sword, with a sword he will be killed. This calls for patient endurance and faithfulness on the part of the saints. You want to be prepared? 
be prepared to go into captivity and to be killed. If you're a real Christian, a true Christian, you're not going to drink the Kool-Aid. You're not going to take the mark. You're not going to buy the lies. That is what we have to prepare for. And the only way to prepare, the only way to be prepared, John 3, 16, first you must put your faith in Jesus Christ. If you have not put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are not prepared for this life. You are not prepared for what's coming very soon in Revelation. And you are not prepared for eternity. You're going to have hell on earth and hell for eternity. You are not prepared, but you can be prepared today by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Thank you. Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Have you turned from sin? Confessed your sin, repented, turned away from it. Put your faith in Jesus' death on that cross in our place. He died on the cross to pay for our sin. He gave his body and blood. That's what communion is all about. He gave his body to die. He gave his blood to be poured out to wash us clean. And we must believe in him. Not intellectual. The word in Greek is, means to put your complete trust and hope and dependence on him. That's what it means in the Greek. It doesn't mean intellectual assent. The Bible says even the demons believe in shudder, but they're not going to heaven, right, James? It doesn't mean just believe. It's, It's to put your faith and trust and hope in Jesus Christ. Have you ever taken that step of faith? That is the number one preparation. And then after that, we have to stay close to Jesus. That's what communion is a reminder of. Communing, staying close connection with Jesus. We have to stay close to him. That's what it's all about. And that's why we take communion. What it is, we take the, 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 the bread and the, the, the grape juice. And the bread represents the body of Christ that he gave on the cross for us. And we're remembering that. And, and the, the juice the, the, or wine, some churches use the wine. That represents the blood of Jesus Christ that he shed to wash our sins. And, that, and we're remembering that he did that for us. And, and that's a reminder. He says, do this in remembrance of me. It's done as a reminder, spiritual reminder. Why we shouldn't do it? If, if you've never put your faith in Jesus, you haven't taken that step of faith yet, then don't take it in an unworthy way. Just wait. But I hope you pray this today. I'm going to give a chance to pray in a moment. You do put your faith in Jesus. The second reason, if there's sin unconfessed in our life, notice I didn't say sin in our life because I could have saved us a lot of money and not bought any communion cups, right? Uh, no, no, no. But it's sin unconfessed. It's sin unrepented of. Sin that we say, God, you can't have this. I'm going to keep on doing this no matter what you say. Don't take the Lord's Supper if you have something like that. But I hope that today you do surrender it. You do say, God, I surrender it. I give it up. I give it to you. You can do that no matter what is going on in your life. You can surrender it to Jesus today and ask for, for his forgiveness today. Okay? Everybody can take it, but it's between you and God. There's nobody keeping track. It's totally between you and God. There's never any pressure to take it or not to take it. This is between you. But, but everyone here can by putting their faith in Jesus and confessing whatever needs to be confessed. Let's pray. How is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Are we ready for this communion time? 
in not just this time, but to be continually in communion. Maybe as Christians we have bought a lie from the world. Maybe we've allowed sin to creep in. because Satan and the world just always looking to pull us down. This is the time to confess that. To ask God to transform our minds and our lives. Maybe the Holy Spirit's warning us about the attacks that we're facing right now. Maybe it's persecution. It's not as big as it could be, but it's still persecution. Maybe it's uh, persecution. Maybe it's the world trying to get rid of us, but please leave. Maybe it's propaganda, the lies that the world is constantly telling us. How is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? And maybe you're here or you're listening to this and you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ. You've never given your life to Jesus Christ. You can't commune yet because you've never become a child of God. The Holy Spirit isn't inside of you yet. But today could be the day that you're set free. Set free for a brand new life now and forever by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The simple, powerful, life-changing prayer of faith. God, I don't want to send the garbage anymore. I repent. I ask you to forgive me. Because I'm putting my faith in Jesus. My hope, my trust in Jesus. His death and resurrection for me. I give my life to him. If you have prayed that prayer of faith and the Holy Spirit is now inside of you, you have a brand new life in Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody, talk to someone. You can now commune here this morning, but every day you can commune with God. But I want to encourage you to tell somebody, tell me on the way out, fill out the card, talk to someone, text me, call. Let someone know so that we can be excited for you and help you grow in your faith. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit would move powerfully through this communion time. Connect us with Jesus in a a whole new way. Prepare us in Jesus' name. Amen.